spoken uninterrupted right as you can see for those that are in here or anyone getting in here now you've only got two of us currently others are joining in um but you've got the two liverpool supporters and as you can see from the title there was a robbery committed uh this is episode 58 and if it's not 58 it's 57 of the pc footy show wiley wiley what yeah. happened my friend because this is costly not just for liverpool this is costly for gamblers this is costly for other people in the league because when it comes down to it i don't think at the end of the season that it's going to be tottenham up there competing with us here he is oh here he is and he got the broncos kid on oh no i don't know i don't know represent Yusuf, Yusuf, Yusuf. Well go on, bro. Well go on. Bro. We were just we were just about to get into it. There was a robbery committed on the weekend. It doesn't just affect Liverpool because at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be I don't think Tottenham are going to be challenging for the title respectfully. So I think it's the other people that needed Tottenham to drop points in that game. But I'm gonna let I'm gonna let uh, like they apologized. What the fuck does an apology do for me? But like I I I like the fact that he's getting like the buzz is supposed to get. But why are we acting like Liverpool are the first people to have this done to them? You get me? No, not like this. Season, not like this, Yusuf. Not like this. It, it hasn't been as bad, but there's been multiple occurrences that I've seen from last in and this season too. Like the, one of the main ones that comes to my mind is the Onana when he tackled the Wolves player and there was no penalty. They went to the they went and reviewed it and they didn't even give a penalty because of mm. it. That's one of the occurrences. There's multiple others that I could probably last, go through. Last season, Manchester City got away with more than four, three end of game situations that could have like maybe tipped the league out of their favor. You get me? So right. it, 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 a little it, bit of context, it, maybe for those that don't know what we're talking about. We're talking in Liverpool against Tottenham on the weekend. Whilst the game was still at zero zero, I think Liverpool were already down to ten men, and we will talk about that red card. Liverpool already down to ten men. Mo Salah puts the ball through for Luis Diaz, who then finishes the goal, and they called it offside, but they didn't go back and look enough. They didn't really go back and check the the VAR, to, to find out if it was offside or not. Turns out it wasn't actually offside. They checked it for, like, they usually they usually get the lines out, draw it and everything. Nothing. Nothing was done. Um, and I don't know about you guys. I feel like with VAR, you're kind, of, you're kind of safe, you know. They get the lines out, they draw it up. You're like, it was offside, you know. Yeah. We, we trust that. Now it kind of has you questioning a bunch. Like, it has you, I don't know about you guys, it has me questioning a lot of the VAR decisions. Here's a guy that benefits from VAR all the time. Walter White Jr. Um, Thank you very yeah. much. Let's just get this out the way now. Uh, I really didn't want to sit up here and I told Louis this in a message about it, but I'm kind of over it because we keep in mind the PGMOL and these club and the clubs of the Premier Leagues were the same people who decided to veto the use of the AI technology that they used at the Champions League and in the World Cup. And they turned it down to use it because they didn't want to lose the power and to keep the decisions with the referees. So now we have VAR still. 
And now we're in another situation yet again, where this time any confidence that you have in the system right now is dashed. Like the fact that I have, I have received messages from Everton fans, Manchester United fans, Arsenal fans, Manchester City fans, like who are saying to me that was a clear problem. You got hella friends, Wiley. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse, but that's not the uh, that's not <laughs> the point. And they're all telling me that this was a robbery, and it clearly was. Now I'm not gonna sit here and say that there was complete bias against Liverpool because that's nonsense. I refuse unless they have undisputable evidence that there was some reason why Simon Hooper was refereeing that game under bias. I'm not gonna sit here and uh, at, try to accuse someone of that. But the my thing is with the VAR, again, the Curtis Jones red card, when he well, goes to the monitor... Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because Curtis Jones received a red card that was initially a yellow card. They went to the effort to go to VAR for his red card, tell the referee, hey, you need to check this out. They went to all that effort to uh, turn a yellow into a red. That You don't see that that often with VAR, to be fair. And for me... It was it was a it was a dubious it was a dubious uh, red card at that because I don't think there was any malice or intent in the tackle. I think his foot rolled over the ball and it ended up looking worse than it was. I don't think he he was trying to keep the ball. There was no he was not trying to even make contact with the player. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, look at- Diego Jota, he's made he made a, he made silly mistakes. You got to be smarter than that. He should not have challenged on that. He should not have put done as forceful as a challenge on the second time because then he was going to get a red. If he knew he had a yellow, he should have stayed back and still tried to apply pressure but not do what he did because that – the red, I'm not going to defend the Jota red because there's no – you shouldn't have been doing that and that red is undeservable. What ticks me off more, and I know you talked about this, is the is the fact that – when Luis Diaz's goal was called offside, again, like you said, the first thing we'd see, they don't even bother to put up the lines to show that he's offside. Like, it's obvious that if you could draw the lines yourself, he's clearly onside, but they call it offside. And I'm that kind of took the momentum. Then we had two red cards that let us out into nine men. Yeah. And then Liverpool fans, man, welcome to the real world, bro. Yeah. I know. No, yeah, it's just. Impressed, bro. Like, <laughs> listen, look, 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 look. Listen, no, no, no. I'm, here's the thing. I'm gonna say this. I'm not depressed. I'm pissed off, and now this is where I get mad. The Louis, Louis, because is, this Louis, has been. Louis, this Louis, is not a bias thing. Louis this is what I've been saying. Like, yeah, he, this has been something that's been going on for years. I've said this, VAR does not work, and they should have a different system. And now that this has happened, we're all going to have to sit here at the end of the day. The problem is you can't really scrap VAR now and immediately because then you have to – No, it's not going to get – it's not going to get – It's not going to get it. So it's not going to. just need to come up with clear-cut rules because if you tell me it's open to interpretation, if you tell me it's open to – um or that deal. Yeah, someone's alarms going off. Come on. Yeah, yeah, it it just at the end of the day, I'm we people are talking and what's more is people are like saying that the only way 
that this could be made up is to re scrap the game and make do a whole new match. That's, that's not happening. Not, that's, that's not how exactly. Works. That's not ever going to happen. So we I lost. I didn't see anyone say that. Not gonna lie. No, I there has been something's coming. There are some people saying that, uh, that in order for them to fix this, they have to scrap the game entirely and then uh, play a whole new match, which isn't going to happen. But at the end of the day, you know, the person that my heart really goes out to is Matip. Because we were playing with nine men, and we fought, we were fighting our heart and souls to come out with a draw, and he made a mistake. And you know, I'm, I'm really a lot of people that I've seen uh, that I've seen on social media have given him positive messages, which is good because there was nothing we can do. Look, I'm proud of. Look, look, look! I, 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 I take comfort from the fact that here we go. I take comfort from the fact. How's it going, Stone? Oh, you don't have the gloves today. This is gonna be good. I take I take comfort from the fact that we were down to nine men for a considerable amount of the game, down to ten men for even more of that, and we were still they still struggled to break us down. Now, if we're gonna actually talk football, let's actually talk about why why Spurs struggled to break down a nine man Liverpool team. Yes, Spurs are probably over the moon that they beat Liverpool finally, but they beat Liverpool through a nine man Liverpool. They beat Liverpool with uh, an own goal from uh, Joel Matip. But that is Matt. your fault, bro. Like, how hold, on, you hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. What, what, what I, yeah, but what I would be asking myself, Yusuf, is why, like, as a Liverpool fan, I take comfort from the fact that we were still hard to beat, even with nine men, against a team that's the, one of the most informed teams in the Premier League at the moment. So... Give them credit. I, no, like, no, Yusuf, let's no, be honest. No, no, Liverpool no, played no, very no, well. No, give Liverpool credit, Yusuf. Liverpool like, played really, Liverpool really credit well. for their game, but you lost at the end of the day. How much credit do yeah. you need after you lost, bro? I, how much credit can I give Liverpool after... It's a lose at the end of the day. I give you credit for, like, going out swinging and, like, going out of, of like, a own goal but like how much credit can i give liverpool at the end of the day you lost hey joseph mute yourself you bro no i want to hear you scanning cereal at the end of the day <laughs> if we are going to at the end of the day if we are going to like dig deep dig, dig deep specific shouldn't be in the position they are now so i also give them credit for losing hurricane and still okay 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 but i get i get that i get that liverpool got better they lost their best player and they are still afloat you get me? I also give them credit for that. You know, I I, 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 I kind of like feel for Liverpool for the referee's decision causing the game the way it did. But at the end of the day, bro, like, how much credit can I give Liverpool? At the end of the day, Spurs also came in guns blazing. Liverpool played well, but the mistakes was made. You know, your players got the card, you know. You put yourself in this position. You get me? Regardless of how well you did to, like, dig yourself out of it. Like, yeah, you, but bro, we can... We're still acknowledging the fact that, okay, we got ourselves in that position. We yeah, still but like if I beat. lost the game, I'm not about to give my team credit for losing a game, bro. Like, a lose is a lose, bro. A loss is a loss. Mm-hmm. A loss um, is a loss. But, but what, I'm, what, I'm, what I wanted to look at is not more the fact that we lost. I wanted to look at Spurs, as well as they've been playing under the new Ange Ball regime and stuff. There should have, like, Liverpool still the way that we... Set up even going down to men, uh, down to ten men, down to nine men, was still there was good, still good management. Now even though there's all this nice ball going along, 
they should Spurs needed to change their formation to try and beat, break down this nine ten man team, and I just didn't see that. So as a Spurs fan, I'd be saying, well, why did we find it so hard to break down a nine ten man team? Because it's Liverpool. At the end of the day, this is a bigger club than Spurs. At the end of the day, this is a better manager than Spurs has. At the end of the day, this is a better formed team than Spurs has. So Spurs are coming into the, the this particular game. As the underdogs, like most of us don't go into games with Liverpool thinking we are better than them. Spurs didn't come thinking they are better than them. Liverpool, you understand me? So them going home with a win is actually a plus for them. If we are going they to... They were at home. They were at home. Regardless, bro, it's Spurs and it's Liverpool. Like we are not going to put Spurs and Liverpool on the same pedestal. Liverpool is still a bigger club than Spurs. They might be informed, but they still lost Hurricane and they are going to feel the pains from losing Hurricane. You get me? So I understand. And they are they are going to feel the pains from losing Hurricane because you can't rely on Richarlison for how long? You get me? At the end of the day, how, how long can you re- rely on You don't think Spurs can uh, challenge it all this year, Yusuf? No, if they do challenge, I think they can because they are playing good football. But if they do challenge, it is not something I expect of them. You get me? I'm hey, not no, going none of us expect it. No one expects them to be this good play. this season. Look, they are actually exceeding my expectation. If I'm I did. They are exceeding my expectation. I didn't think they yeah, were coming. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. So, Joseph and Wiley, you guys, you guys, the prophets, the Mystic Max, you guys thought... I said it on the show two second. months ago. You no. said Tottenham were going to be joint second before the start of the season. No, not joint second, but I said they'd be playing very well. Like, I said Pedro Porro was probably one of the best no. of the transfer window, and he was the man of the match in that game against Liverpool. What I was trying to say was I was agreeing with so you. You guys saw Spurs losing Hurricane and still being competitive. Listen, no, here's... I, the, I here's, here's... Here's my thing with Tottenham. When they lost Harry Kane, I knew it was going to be a very big blow because now they had to find someone who was going to take that leadership role. I think right now, Hyungman Son has been able to take that role well, and I think they've been playing exceptional ball so far. I think the style of aggressive football that Postacoglu has been playing with this team has helped. They've had very good wins. Ever since they had a 2-2 draw at Brent with Brentford, they've won every single game this season. And that's very impressive. So I don't think any of the Cup. They should not have done that. I think that, that was yeah, a that tie, was a trophy. That I think bad. that's a trophy they really, really could have gone for. And that was a bad yeah. timing. That was bad for them to get knocked out of that. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. But outside like but like I was saying, it's impressive to see that they're in second place right behind Manchester City after the season they had last year. So if they can continue to play ball like this. I'm not. I don't think they're title contenders because I feel like they're going to have a, some. I think they may have a few. We don't know this yet, but they may have injuries that affect them, and then they might have some bad games that are going to cost them points that they where they need to win. So I'm not going to call them title contenders just yet. But I feel like with the way that they're playing the game right now, if they continue to play, they could put themselves in that conversation. But right now, I'm not going to say that for Tottenham. Stones, baby, what's going on, man? How you doing? Liverpool were robbed. That's the yes, first sir. thing I'm gonna say. And I don't, I don't, do I don't like Pep Liverpool Guardiola? for anything. Do you think Pep Guardiola in his deep pockets paid the referees. Le- Listen, we can't know the things that those guys do behind the scenes, but we can only suspect. We can suspect and all of that, but that's not the point. The point is very simple. How could you apologize for 
this kind of error, especially if Liverpool lose the league by two points. Oh, that, if on. Liverpool lose the league by two points, then there's going to be a challenge because everyone's going to go back to this match and say they should have won the match, this and that, and or, or they should have drawn the match. I mean, and first of all, I, when I look at this thing, I ask, my, I ask myself a question. Are the referees blind? Because that Diaz goal, you don't need to be a football enthusiast. You can use your eye and draw the line. It is clear to everybody. That ball should be counted as a goal. But at the end of the day, you see the apology coming out. You see the Tottenham coach coming out and saying that, uh, you know, this kind of things, errors happen and all those kind of stuff. And I felt that he shouldn't be saying that. I felt that Richarlison shouldn't have posted Salah on his story, putting the putting the whole thing there and all of that kind of stuff. And then coming out later to talk about, you know, what he was talking about in the past. I don't want to mention that. But at the end of the day, I feel that if, if I'm the one, I'll say have a rematch. But there cannot be a rematch or so, right? So at the end of the day, um, they should find a way to fix this. It's becoming too much. If the EPL is the best product of football in the European top five leagues, then what we are having right now is a disgrace. And Ronaldo's words are coming to pass that the English Premier League has lost its value. His words are coming to pass that the European five leagues are going down. His me, words are coming to pass. Let me ask you this, though, Stone. You, you know how, the, and, and I don't know what other analogy to use, but you know how they say, uh, uh, what's the name? We, we don't, we don't something with terrorists. We don't, uh, we don't negotiate, we with, negotiate terrorists. with terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you replay this game, every time there's a mistake from now on, there's going to be, I'll replay the game. Replay, you can't, you know what I mean? You can't do that. But it is an outrageous mistake and I, I, did you guys see the one guy that had a like a 10 game parlay and yeah yeah, yeah, I, saw yeah I saw that he, it, he put 10 pounds on to win 10,000 pounds and all all that uh the only leg that failed was Luis Diaz to score so this guy missed out on 10,000 pounds because of oh I'd be sick I would if I was him I would want the game replayed for yeah. sure uh, Louis, 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 we've got we've got seventy one people watching right now, seventy one. That's crazy. I appreciate like the video. But like, here's also at the end of the day, what's more annoying is that like Liverpool came out with a statement where they were basically saying, basically, and from the gist of it of what I got, they basically were saying that they were looking to seek further action against it and now they're going to get they're apparently about to get a fine and then alexis McAllister responded to a post on social media it was said it was easier to win when you guys had 12 men now he's about to get a fine and so what i don't get is they're speaking well, out just, of he just like he just liked the post or he no, he, he commented it underneath it and i remember whose post it um. was it was commented underneath a post about from one of the player from one of the Spurs players that said it's easier to win when you've got twelve men on the field. He can just turn around and say he was talking about the fans because it was a home game. That's what that's I what say. I would say too. But it's just like I think, I, don't... I think they should undo to to make amends, undo one of the red cards or something. <laughs> Give it undo Curtis Jones red card. We're, and say, uh, yeah, they I were both red cards. Yeah. The Jota one, I'm not going to defend Jones because he shouldn't have pressed know, that bro. challenge. Curtis Jones, 
they only show one still image of him go looking. If you see the full thing in slow motion, he's going for the ball. He misses it with his foot by. He like it, rolls over the ball. Rolls so. over the ball. So the Jones one, I would be, would appeal. I can't uh, defend the Jones. Spots were halfway up his shin. That's a red card. That's dangerous conduct. Uh, he slipped over the ball. Slipped, You're but, about to get three losses on the trot, mate. Keep your mouth stum. But. <laughs> But at the end of the day, and what back to what I was saying, my issue is is the fact that now we're, the players, uh, players and the club are speaking out about this, and the PGMOL is just saying like, "Shut up, this doesn't matter. Shut up, your opinion doesn't matter, and we're gonna fine you for speaking out." Like, if you want, I don't understand. Like, if you're wanting the game to change, why are you going to punish people for speaking out about it? I just feel like the PGMOL is basically doing damage control. And they're trying to make sure that what their opinion or voice of what they're saying is right. They know they made a mistake. But now that people are calling them out, they're just like trying to defend their, not how do I put this, not really defend their actions, but like telling people that if anyone else calls them out after about this, after what they said, you'll get, you'll get in trouble. Which I don't get. Because if you're trying to make the game better, and we keep having stuff like this happen, and people are gonna act like liver or salty. I, I'm just saying, I'm salty, yes, because we got robbed. But this is if this continues to happen, what if this happened in a Real Madrid game or Barcelona game? Oh, that's happened, bro. It's happened. It's been happening. Like it's been happening. happening. Not this thing. That is what I don't understand about every team gets Liverpool not, fans are acting ways. like they are the first people to suffer. This is the offside. The has been acting up. Do I you know how many of look look if you go check right now last season how many times Real Madrid was upside you'd realize like there's a lot of team look we are bro it happens VAR makes these mistakes but Liverpool fans man stop acting like you are the first people to suffer this bro I never said we were the let first me, let me let me let me let me let me I'm just saying it's weird that this let is me, like, let me explain let me explain something. Let me explain something because we, we keep saying, v, I want us to, to understand something, please. The the problem, and I said this thing like when VR came to the Premier League and all of that, VR is only going to make things more complicated. The more you try to show more things, the more it becomes more complicated. And let me explain what I'm talking about. The rules of the game are not plainly uh, worded, so to speak. For example, what is a career-ending injury? What is a clapper to go? What like this? What is a dangerous tackle? What is an intentional foul? These things are interpreted by different referees to mean different things. So even if the VAR shows you something and shows me and Yusuf something, I'm going to interpret it differently. Yusuf will interpret it differently. Louis will interpret it differently. Everyone here. We'll interpret it differently. So the VR is doing its job, but the interpretation is the problem. So at the end of the day, the more I show you something, the more you are confused on what it is. If I, how do you know that a foul is intentional? Are you in the player's mind? So how are you going to judge it? It's by defect, right? So if you judge it by defect and say it's intentional, then I come and say, no, 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 it's not intentional. He just hit his leg and stuff like that. Then it, we're going to have problems. 
for example joseph is talking about he's talking about oh uh louis uh the, the red card was supposed to be a red card you guys are talking about he slipped on the ball and hit him can you can you see the, the different interpretations now so even if the VAR shows it to you both of you will say this one will say yellow card the other one will say red card and both of you will be right in your own way because the rules do not clearly state that if my leg should slip on the ball and touch your leg is not a red card or if my leg should touch your leg directly without slipping on the ball so these things are, are open to interpretation at the end of the day that is very true that is what i'm talking about it's being flawed in general you understand me once it's open to interpretation and there's no clear rules to be followed everybody's going to interpretate it differently and once you show fans different angles of the same play it is going to breed conversation i feel like all of this is a ploy to what take advantage of social media that is what i feel vr coming in is a ploy to take advantage of social media because it gets us talking if it was formerly we would have already forgotten this liverpool situation but now we can't forget it because every day angles are coming out new videos new photos are coming out of the same situation and it breeds different conversation louis might have like let it go on sunday but wakes up today and there's another angle showing another line drawn and it's like yo we really got cheated you get me so they should what either take it out of the game or be clear with it like let, that is why i blame the referee sometimes because if it's open to your interpretation and you go see it and interpret it differently it's your fault you get me and if you choose not to go see it which is one of the things i hate referees choosing not to go watch some place when it's clear there's something to be seen there i blame the referee you get me so i understand liverpool fans for calling out the referee you get me because at the end of the day it's open to your interpretation so if they show you the angles and you didn't see an offside it's your fault all vr is doing is giving you the videos um i'm a bit upset that vd isn't here and that uh shows isn't here but as in the title again man united have lost again what I the title was going have... to be what, what what would you have what would you have had the title be today yusuf me personally it would yeah, have been yeah. it would have been war on vr <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah liverpool robbed as well but you know you know because i don't want it to be only based on liverpool i've seen situations where other teams have also <laughs> suffered no like i'm being honest with you i've seen situations where other teams have also suffered this season stone is a, a, a barcelona fan this season what has happened with barcelona there's a specific specific game something similar happened with barcelona you know yeah. what happened there though yusuf you know what happened there Barcelona what? can't afford to pay those referees anymore. And it's coming back to buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy, it's bought by yeah. premium for a year. The referee needs his yeah. back pay, no? They might. Can we? Can we? Yeah. Can we? Can we? Can we look at United, please? Okay, yeah. that, that's, my oh, that's my favorite topic. That's my favorite. That's my favorite topic. Let him go. I'm gonna keep on that shit. Then leave the show. Hey, can I start? Can I start? Yeah, go on. Okay, yeah, go on. okay. So midweek, obviously, Man United played Crystal Palace at home and they won 3-0. And then in our chat, 
Shows were saying, oh, well, you guys mocking United. Look at us. Big win in the Carabao Cup. They <laughs> better team future in the Premier League. One nil loss when Crystal Palace are actually playing their team. It's amazing. And Man United playing their Yo, first choice goalkeeper in the, in the Carabao said, Cup just currently. Who in the chat went back to what he typed and said this didn't age well? Who did that? The person is a savage. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys, sorry guys. Please, I want I want to just ask the chat a question because I want you guys to type it. There are two players that did not play when United won three nil. There were two players. Rashford, Immediately, who is that? Who is Rashford, that? Uh, who? Bruno Fernandez. Uh, Bruno Fernandez. Anthony. Thank you. I don't know if he's saying Anthony. Okay. No, no. Forget about Anthony. I'm talking about the the two of them that are the problems of United because United has always had problems. Today is Ronaldo. Tomorrow it is the Next tomorrow, you know, there's always a problem. Uh, so there's always there's always a problem for United. But we all know that the problem is Bruno and Rashford. Mm -hmm. Please, if you watch that Crystal Palace match, I was so pissed off. Rashford is the worst winger in the Premier League right now. The worst. I don't know that and I can back that. Nobody, stones. No, I, can, I will back oh. He is Agenda the worst winger in the Premier League. And this is why. Other wingers at least pass the ball. Marcus Rashford, if he doesn't score, what other value is he adding to the team? Do you know that Premier Rashford has played seven matches and has one goal? Kai Havertz has played seven matches and has one goal. Both of them are on the same goal tally. Just that Rashford has one assist. Rashford has had more shots on target. Rashford has had everything given to him on the platter of gold, and still he has been playing arrant nonsense. If United want to move forward, they can use anybody on the wing. If you use Pelistri there, it's better. If you use Hannibal there, it's better. If you play Harry Maguire there, it's better. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. If Onana plays there, it's better than Rashford. At least you pass the ball. Because the, the truth about this is this. There are many times that the striker is open, but Rashford, out of his stinginess, his selfishness, his self-importance, I don't know if you guys saw this thing. They were coming out of the dressing room, and Casemiro was behind Rashford. I don't know if you saw this thing. And Rashford waited in, waited in for Casemiro to come out and everybody to come out so that he himself will not come out last, like Ronaldo no, and no, no, all, no, this, all the all the camera. There. Lots of strikers do that. A lot, like the main. Lots of strikers do that. That are scoring. Lots of men Lots of, of strikers the team do that. That do are that. scoring. That are doing something in their field. Marcus Rashford should be the first running out on the pitch and, and, and waiting for the for the water sprinklers to come on. <laughs> he should join them. He should join them in doing that. He should be Stone. the one cutting the grass on the pitch. Stone. Karachi. Okay, continue, please. Continue. So, continue. can I ask you a question? No, this is for you. This is for you. Can I ask you a question? Yes. This is, I, I want us to do something, right? Rashford, please, please, let's you do just it. called him the worst winger in the Premier League. <laughs> yes, I did. So, I want us to do something, yeah? Rashford yes. versus field. I'm going to just... Let us go. The field, the field. I'm going to just... Okay, please, mention. Mention everybody, yes. Let's go. Yes, in the Premier League. 
And let's, yes. Is this just for Stone or is this for everyone? Yeah, I would come back to everyone. Like, but I want to see what's what Stone. Let's go. Let's go. I, uh, I, hold on, I, hold on, I, let's Stone. go. Stone, are you going to answer these questions? Are you going to answer them <laughs> honestly? Or are you going to answer them? There's obviously exaggerating, but I want to see it. Honestly. I'm curious. curious. I'm curious. Let's for, see. Let's for, see. Let's for, see. There's a cat based on this season form. Oh, is it? <laughs> is it? Okay. Is it? Okay. No, that that it's open to his interpretation. So it's okay. Okay. Rashford or Bakaya Saka. Is that an insult? <laughs> okay. Don't mention anybody in Arsenal. Mouth is it? Those people are bigger than him. Don't. That's not. Arsenal must be the other level. Martinelli, Rashford, Martinelli. I need short now. Martinelli is better than this guy. And it's injured. Okay. He's better than him. Rashford, Grealish. Come on now. Grealish is better. Grealish okay. passes the ball. Rashford, Diego Jota. Bro, that's an insult. Jota is better than him now. Jota is better than him. That's all I need. Right. Trust Trust Come on now, listen, listen. If Trossard, if Trossard, if Trossard came onto the beach sleepy, it's still better than Rashford. That, that's how bad it is. Raheem Sterling? I'll still pick Sterling over Rashford. Both of them are shit. But I'll I don't Sterling. know. You might have met his match there with St Raheem Sterling. Raheem no, no, no. No, me his match let eventually. Me, let, see, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I pick Sterling. Because Sterling has created lots of chances for Nicolas Jackson, and Jackson refused to score. So I would pick Sterling over him. If Sterling was in United, it would have had like three or four assists. <laughs> so Michael Olise. Michael Olise. Bro, that's an insult now. Olise is fabulous. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. That's an insult. It's an insult to Olise. Come on. Can you say? Who? Brian Mbiumo, the Brentford winger. Come on now, come on! This guy's carrying, he's carrying, he's the one carrying Brentford. He's better than him, bro. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Gerard. Gerard Bowen, Bowen, Western. Gerard Bowen of Western. Who? Gerard Bowen. Who went track? He tracks back. He tracks back, bro. He's better. <laughs> he tracks back. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Okay. okay. Brennan Johnson of Tottenham. Come on now, listen. You, you even. No, hey, no, stop. Come on. No. Go no. the youngsters. Listen, go bring the young stars. Go bring the young stars of United, Amad Diallo, and all those guys. Okay, how about them starting? Kuluseski. What are you talking? Kuluseski is far better. What are you talking about? Kuluseski passes the ball. He Jeremy passes the ball. Come on. Rashford and Doku are not in the same set. Uh, one, uh, Yusuf, one more, one more, one more. I got, I got one, one as more. well. Give me one more. Okay. Give me, give me somebody low. Give me somebody low. Someone low. Eh? Mudrik. He's called. Has he not scored? Ah, uh, nah, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Did he score? Yeah. <laughs> did he score today or not? Yes, yeah, he no, did. He scored. He scored in the 18th minute, and then they scored right so, after that again. Hey, please don't make me be the one to defend a Manchester United player. Please don't make me be the one. That no, has to do no, that. Louis, 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 Louis. I know. I know. expect you to defend this because if you defend this, you are going against the code. Liverpool versus United. You do not defend each other. I know, I know, but also, but also as as a host, I've got to protect the integrity of the show at the same time. You know what I mean? Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Stone has made this point. But what I have to say about Manchester United is, I I needed to say something about Manchester United. The only thing I have to say is, 
when are we going to call that bold motherfucker a fraud? <laughs> Please, we need to announce it to the world. Ken Hag is a fraudulent coach. No, we are going to be He's totally fraudulent coach. Are we going to call him a fraud? Because Klopp did a lot with Liverpool and had one down season. Louis, what did they say? Be what honest. did you say? I was part of the gang. I was not part of that. You were part. You, no, were you are a Liverpool fan, so you are going to support him regardless. I had what I said. I never, I never, I never questioned Klopp's um, managerial. I questioned his signings and said what he was signing players he didn't necessarily need mm -hmm. and overlooking positions he needed to fill. But the masses were on Klopp, and this is someone who has actually done something in Liverpool. You get me? This dude came top four. Bravo. Now, he can't even secure a win in how many games for Manchester United? Poch just took over this team and he's being torched. So when are we going to start talking about mm. Ten Hag? Like, mm. when is he going to be questioned? Because today I read reports of what? Them trying to sign centre-backs for him. And I'm like, yo, what is he doing with what he has? He doesn't need more people. Show me you can do something with what you have. And so he shows me he can do something with what he has. Like, you can't even score a goal. <coughs> but he, you are quick to concede. Yeah, and, and, look, and look, look who he's still got there. He's still got Harry Maguire there. He went and signed a, a, a Mason Mount that's fallen from grace. He's chased out Sancho. He's chased out Ronaldo. He got rid of De Gea, and now he's got Anana, who has made a couple of a handful of mistakes now already. And and he, I can't believe he's starting Anana in the Carabao Cup. Louis, the most painful thing, and I've, it pains me that people forget this. One of the first things Ten Hag said when he came that Ronaldo felt was disrespectful was him telling Ronaldo, the best player they had the previous season, you are not going to be my number one. I choose who? Martial. Someone who was injured for pretty much all of the season. And has if scored 17 that, goals in three seasons. When I spoke around that time, it was because I love Ronaldo, so I'm being illogical. But think about it. Think about it. I know, it's crazy. How, how did you expect crazy. Ronaldo to feel when he's being told you are going to be second to Anthony Martial, bro. Where is Martial now? They're begging. Yusuf, Yusuf, they're yeah. begging. They're be they, 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 they've got Martial, but they're begging, begging, putting all their hopes and dreams in uh, this, the what's his name? Hoy Hoyland? Uh, how do you say his name? Hoyland to become Harland. Yeah. That is what they're, they're doing. Yeah, no, but they're putting all their eggs in that one basket, begging for a bloke that scored nine goals last season for Atlanta towards the like towards the end of last season, and and they're putting all their hopes and dreams in him when they had one of the most proven goal scorers of all time at their club. I think it's obvious uh, and evident that Ten Hag just has one of the biggest. Uh, egos that a manager ego has. play, bro. Ego play. Eric, 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 to me, to me, I, I always see him as someone that's immature. That's the truth. He's immature. He has a big ego. He doesn't know how to coach the right way, and that's just it. If you guys, if you guys want to look at the fact that Eric and Hag 
threw away Ronaldo and bought the ghost and got the ghost who was the first defensive striker I'd seen in my life. Firmino. And my United Firmino. fans defended the ghost and said that he was not course, a goal scorer. For those, for those that don't know, he's talking about Veghorst. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm talking about that's what I'm talking about. But I call him the ghost. Now he ghosted throughout the entire season and was nowhere to be found. Now, we look at the fact that Eric Ten Hag signed all these players and we're having complaints from these players. They're not playing well. Then the second thing that people, people overlook with Eric Ten Hag is the fact that he doesn't make the right in-game changes. If you are beating Jurgen Klopp or he's drawing Nuno or he's a 1-1 one -one draw... He's going to make some subs. He's going to do something. That will change the dynamics of the game and bring it back to balance. In fact, if you watch that Liverpool versus Tottenham game, you'll be shocked. You'll be asking yourself, does Liverpool have a red card? Are you sure? Because of the way he arranged it. Pep has learned to do the same thing. Louis Enrique will do the same thing. Carlo Ancelotti, you know, we all know that he has his struggles, but he makes in-game changes. He brings, look at Rodrigo that time and won the Champions League and all of that. Eric Ten Hag we stick to one pattern of play. We stick to Marcos Rashford and Bruno Fernandes, even though it's not working. I will not make the changes. If Eric Ten Hag has stopped Marcos Rashford in the 45th minute, or even in the first half, after I did some kind of things, he would have gotten a response later on. But he did not do that. His in-game changes are very... Yeah, so the, the in-game changes are very poor. Even Ateta is learning in-game changes. And even and as a Barcelona fan, I did not like Xavi like before, but it's growing on me. Even Xavi is learning in-game changes. Even Xavi knows how to do in-game changes now. And Eric Ten Hag, in quotes, the man that has been coaching for many years in Europe, doesn't know in-game changes. So at the end of the day, this brother bought the wrong players. He doesn't start the right formation. He doesn't start the right players. He doesn't do in-game changes. What is Eric Ten Hag good at? Because I, that's the question I'm asking myself. What is Eric Ten Hag good at? What is Eric Ten Hag ball? Because we have not seen any of that. No identity. No identity. He's good at running his mouth. Uh, that, that's that's He's good something at shaving that... his head. I think I think I think the, the what we're seeing in the Premier League at the moment, the teams that are effective or having what seems to be good starts to the season, is a uh, Liverpool identity, Man City identity, Ange Costacoglibal identity. Um, it's an alarm going off. Is that me? No. Uh, but like I said this earlier, um, and I got a bunch of flack for it on the internet when I said that the biggest problem of the club was Ten Hag. I said this, you cannot play these games with your Manchester United and you can't have these performances. Look at these games that they've played. Every single game, it's just gotten worse and worse. Especially in champ the only game that I will sit there and honestly consider that I'll say that I will let slide was the Arsenal game. Because that game was, was wire to wire. They went into the 80th minute. Garnacho gets us. It was so close, an offside goal. That rebrought the energy, and then they just they just fell apart at the end. That's the only game I'm gonna let him slide. Spurs Outside well. of 
out, out, a spur, I'm not giving him Spurs. He should have beaten that Spurs team. If he had that squad playing that formation, they should not have lost that game. The way they were playing. My issue with it is, and I don't care what Manchester United fans have to say to me about this because they're all egotistical, but I don't really care. At the end of the day, y'all have to ask yourself, what's the best thing for this club? Do y'all want to win or do y'all want to continue to suffer? And if you want to continue to suffer, then you need to keep Eric Ten Hag. If you don't want to suffer and y'all want to be able to be dominant and be a threat, Eric Ten Hag has to go. Because if you continue to have him as your manager, he's going to just point the fingers at other players and make more blaming others and not take accountability. After that Crystal Palace game, the first thing I said, I said, the win or the loss? The loss. The loss. Because I was like, you can't be losing to Crystal Palace on your home turf. Every single one of those players that he put that money in should be playing at a... He bought them because they thought that they were going to be able to play at the high level. They have not elevated to that level. And the fact that he is still sitting there and wanting to continue to make excuse after excuse, I just don't understand. So again, I'm going to say this one more time. If you want Manchester United, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. There's a Liverpool fan. If you want Manchester United to succeed, Eric Ten Hag has to go. End of story. The other thing is... Sorry, I just want to, I just want to say something. After, after seven games, if Chelsea wins tonight, United will be passing Chelsea with one point. Really? Nine points, eight points. Well, Just to two, put out, put that out there. It's that does put it in perspective. That does put it in perspective because Chelsea have been Chelsea going to win. Um, Chelsea have been whilst, gone. Whilst, whilst we're on the topic of uh, bald heads, uh, Pep Guardiola lost I'm three ready. games this week, and they have Arsenal next at Arsenal. Three oh, games on the trot. And do you, do you know what? They, if they were to lose that, do you know? Who, do you know who? The, what the common denominator would be and what it points to as being arguably Man City's most important and best player is Rodri. Absolutely. If, if you if you were to lose to Arsenal, all all fingers would point at Rodri being Man City's best player because why? Because he he got red we're losing without him. They they haven't won a game since he's been since he's been out. They lost to Newcastle one 0 How was their midfield look without KDB? Yeah, we also no, they, they were still, win, they many were still winning after he got I'll injured. answer for all of them. They had to it sign was... two players, two players, just to make it look like KDB, just to make it look like they are solving KDB's problem. Trust me, the problem isn't losing Rodri. The problem is the coach thinking he can play without a defensive midfielder. Because without Rodri, he has Calvin Phillips, who is a natural defensive midfielder. He chose to play Kovacic and Nunes. Mateus Nunes, we all know, isn't a defensive midfielder. Mateo Kovacic, we all know, isn't a defensive midfielder. So if you choose to play with two attacking midfielders in the holding role and push all of your players forward, that means you came into the game underrating Wolves. You get me? So we can't, we shouldn't go straight to thinking them missing Rodri is so much of a loss when they had a defensive midfielder, but he chose to play two attacking midfielders. Well, so they Yusuf, midfielder. That only answers for one of the losses is Calvin Pitt played 90 minutes against Newcastle and he was average at best. I'd say he was bad. He got he a yellow card and couldn't defend. Since you bought him, how do you expect him to play? I said no, this I'm not before. Expecting Calvin anything. Phillips. 
Calvin Phillips was signed for vibes. He signed him so no other player. Uh, nah, no but they were, he was he was decent when they signed him. He was he, that he was, does this all Louis, the time. When they signed him, how many games did he play for you to think he was decent? A whole season. He didn't play that season, bro. No, it means at least at least for Leeds. Oh yeah, no, I mean for Leeds he was good. I mean for City, I don't mean what he did in Leeds. Oh, and the he and the Euros by... and the Euros, he was he was. That's not an easy starting eleven to break into. He's not going to start over Rodri. He's not going to start over Gundogan. We're not going to change the formation to. When did you sign Rodri and when did you sign him? When that's when we signed Rodri and when we we signed Rodri four seasons ago now, and we signed Calvin Phillips season and a bit. You understand? So I'm not saying he's coming in. So since four seasons ago, that means Rodri was already established. You had Gundogan. You had KDB. You had a stuck midfield. So what did he need Calvin Phillips for? To fill up the numbers, given that we need some fill up backup. the numbers. That is what I'm telling you. He was signed for vibes. Think about it. That's not he vibes. Was, That's important. He, he needed to come off the vibes. bench. He took Calvin Phillips, so a Liverpool doesn't get him. A Manchester United doesn't get him. He doesn't we, have a role in the team. That is why he's not playing. Okay, but for Mateo Nunes when said he came the same thing. He's playing. Kovacic, when did he come into the team? He's playing. Trust me, if he had a position for Calvin Phillips, Pep always looks for a position for the players he wants to see on the pitch. Trust me, Calvin Phillips was signed for vibes. He was signed so none of the other big teams get him. Okay, I think I think I, I think I, I want to agree with I want to agree with I want to agree with Yusuf on this because he, he, when you look at Nathan Ake and the fact that he's playing Nathan Ake as left back or so and then he yep. bought uh, Guard, Guard, uh, Guardiola and playing him as left back, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if 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 Pep gets you and he wants to use you, he's going to find a way to play you. Even look at look at John, uh, John Stones. Position. He played John Stones in the midfield so that John Stones can play. So at the end of the day, at at the end of the day, the problem the problem I have I have with uh, with Pep is that in this Calvin Phillips situation is that. You did not give the guy playing time, and then now that Rodri is out, all of a sudden you want to throw him into the Lions den and everything. He cannot deliver at that at that high level because two you could have given him FA Cup. Not a high level. It's the years, Carabao Cup. You could have no, but he could have given him. Why didn't he give him the Carabao Cup two years ago? Why didn't he give him because the FA Cup the last year? Why didn't he give him? Why didn't he give him uh, he the, uh, the 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 Champions League when you guys qualified for the from the group stage? Why did he give him the that Champions League match? So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm saying that Pep could have prepared this guy for the future. He could have given him some opportunities that will help him and keep his and keep him fit at that high level. But he was not given those opportunities. And now Rodri's out. All of a sudden, your only DM that That's you have right now is Calvin Phillips. And now he has to be thrown out there to deliver. At that high level, he cannot deliver at that high level. We've got Nico Lewis, we've got Kovacic, we've got Nunes, he's not the only one. You're only a double pivot, he's not an out and out DM, it's a double pivot. Hey, but you don't have to The thing is, you don't... Your double pivot of Kovacic and Nunes didn't work. It didn't work. So, your DM is Phillips. And we didn't lose because of that. We lost because of our attack. We were doing a decent job at stopping Wolves just with a stupid own goal. And we were misorganized with our centre-backs, not our defensive midfielders for the second goal. We weren't getting any good chances. Doku, a terrible end product. Why were your centre-backs organized? 
The thing is, the first goal, the own goal, that's stupid. You shouldn't make that mistake. I watched the game. I watched the game. I didn't watch it. I watched the game. I watched the game too. Two things. First off, we didn't miss this last week. I'm going to say this now. That Rodri red card was stupid. I've said this for a while. Rodri got to control his temper. Because that, you should not get... I understand people are going to talk trash to you on a football pitch. I get it. But you have to let... You have to control your emotions. He let his emotions get control of him, and this is why you're in the situation. But now, going on about the game. The first own goal, that was a dumb mistake. That's not something you should... The second part, I am agree with what Yusuf is saying. Your CDMs, your center backs were disorganized because they had no protection. And the Wolves' attack was being it was making it much easier for them to get into those positions where they were able to take more you shots on goal. You could argue that uh, uh, Rodri may have been there to stop the Korean guy from scoring the follow-up. Oh, I'll send you that. <laughs> you could well, argue that he would have been there to, to stop the Korean guy for his uh, followed-up shot. Yeah. But he sh- we shouldn't allow a follow-up shot in the first place. We should have centre-backs there to stop that. They're just walking idly in the box that the ball wasn't there. And furthermore, our biggest problem in both games was nothing to do with our defence. It was our attack. We weren't creating enough chances. So I agree with what Yusuf is saying about KDB. We were creating barely any decent chances. We were just having random pop shots from outside the box from Doku the whole time. And nothing was getting through to Alvarez. Alvarez has played terribly these last few games. Grudish played awfully uh, against Newcastle. The only shining star in our attack has been Oscar Bob, but he's very new himself, so he needs to take time to integrate. I mean, I'm not if worried about had, it. You had 68% possession, had 23 goal attempts, 8 on targets. See, Yusuf, you didn't watch the game because none of those shots on target were any good at all. It was just Doku ca- shooting from anywhere. He's, he, he's kind of right. There were some shots that Doku was putting into the box and that they couldn't create any chances outside of that. But they had no, but a lot of possession where I thought they needed you, chances. But do, you, but do you know that this Man City stuff is something that has been happening for the past two or three seasons? Whereby they have matches like this where they yeah, either draw or, or losing and then Ikai Gundogan would step up and win the game for them. Or KDB will step up and win the game for them. This is not a this is not a, a something that's happening for the first time. It has happened so many times. But Ikai Gundogan was there and KDB was there to get them off the hump. When KDB was injured, Ikai Gundogan would step up and carry the load for them. When Ikai Gundogan, uh, when KDB comes back, he will take the role again and all of that. At this point, Man City did not have a senior man. They didn't have somebody that could step up and say, I'm going to win this game for them. I will not allow Man City lose. We are going to draw. If they had Gundogan, we all know that that game is going to be a draw or a win for Man City. Mm. Even if it's 90 plus 5, Gundogan will score. He will score that equalizer for sure. But the, the, point is, the point is this. At the end of the day, Haaland is having a bad run of form. Forget the goals he's scoring. That, the yeah. guy is missing sitters. The amount of goals that Haaland is missing is a disgrace. That is missing those kind of goals. But these last he's two games, he didn't play against Newcastle, but against Wolves, he had no decent chance to begin with because there was no good chance creation because most of our good creators are out. We weren't playing Greenwich. We weren't playing KDB. True. We had Doku on one wing who was just chucking things everywhere and Foden on the other wing who was, was nowhere. He was doing nothing. And then we had Alvarez in the 10 who wasn't doing anything either. He wasn't creating any chances. He was doing similar things to Doku, just shooting from anywhere. Terrible shots. I think Haaland only had one or two shots the whole game. Against that Wolves, I would have started Grealish 
against yeah. Wolves just for that balance. And in terms of the fact that he will not run at the defenders so much, he just create that balance. I'll start Grealish, and then in and the 60th, 65th minute, I'll bring on Doku to to just you know change everything. But against Wolves, I I don't think Doku should be starting every match. You know, uh, Grealish also adds some value to Man City that Doku cannot add. Grealish brings stability. He doesn't lose the ball so much like Doku. He doesn't have all these uh pop-up shots that don't that just you know just shoot for shooting oh, sake. He doesn't do that. He's very meticulous. So I, I will start Grealish and bring Doku. It's just a sport. You see what you think? Yeah. Pep Guardiola is just a small kid, bro. For the yeah, season, he's great shots had. after games. He's done for a bad job these last few games. For the season, Village had, like, now he has to share the stage with Doku. Like, you get me? Like, same thing happened with Fudin. Fudin had an amazing season, only for him to come next season, and it's what? Having to share the stage with another player and stuff like that. Like, he's just a small kid who can just go into any candy store and just get whatever he wants. So you're benching Grealish. Mm -hmm. That was that's that's terrible. I mean, that is bad. I mean, you shouldn't like Doku, like someone like Doku. If you play him, if you play him one match and he and he shines, you bench him the next match so that he can be hungry. You bench him the next match and then you start Grealish. Then you bring him up like 80th minute or 85th minute. Show him that you have somebody that was winning the Champions League for you. Grealish was an important player for Man City winning the Champions League last season. It was very important. But all of a sudden, he's been treated like he's a nobody because Doku can dribble and can take on players. There are things that, that Grealish can do with his experience. The fact that Grealish holds the ball better. The fact that he passes the ball better. The fact that he connects with the midfielders better. There are so many things that Grealish brings, so many facets to his game that Jeremy Doku does not bring. But at the end of the day, if you want to, if you're going to play someone like Doku, you need to keep him hungry. And the way to keep him hungry is not to start him every match, but to bench him some matches and then start Grealish some matches. And then later on, you bench Grealish and start Doku. You bench Doku and start Grealish. You interchange them, intertwine them. So both of them know that anybody, if they, there's a mistake, you can get benched. But you give Grealish more leeway because he was. He's the senior man on the team. You don't insult the senior man and bring someone that is new and treat mm -hmm. him like, like as if he's more important than this other person. No, that's not how to create a foundation. And this is not the first time Pep is doing this. He did it in Barcelona when he came to Man City. He did it in Man City. I don't want to mention the player, but we all know the player we're talking about. We're talking about the cost and all of that. He did it and all of that kind of stuff. This is not the first time he's doing it. And I think that the treatment of Grealish is not fair. It's really unfair. He should he should be benching Doku now. Start Grealish, bring Doku on in the second half. Keep Doku hungry. Keep the dynamics different because Doku is running at, at defenders, right? You want that at the second half when the defenders are tired. The, it, it's just it's, it's simple. So the problem um, is Grealish played against Newcastle in midweek and he dropped the one out of ten. He was the worst player on the pitch. He was a big part of the reason why we lost. So I can see why Liverpool isn't playing him against. Wolves for the second game. Um, I'll 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 say this: we're an hour in. We've addressed we've addressed the title. Uh, we're gonna unfortunately have a, a a bit of a shorter episode today. I believe Yusuf has a prime for prime for us. I'd love to touch. Uh, maybe we should speak to management about trying to get a second show in, perhaps a Champions League show or something. Uh, do a little Champions League series, but 
We'll talk about that another time. But if you, if you want to hit us with a prime for prime, then maybe Bridge could fill us in a bit on uh, Chelsea getting a, a rare win. And then maybe we can address Aston Villa. But uh, Yusuf, you want to... Are you well, Bridge? Before, before he gets into prime, are you well, Bridge? Your skin's glowing. You look a little happier. I'm always listen, man. You know, always got to make sure you look after yourself. You know, I always say that, man. First and first. <laughs> no, I mean, always got to make sure you look after yourself. But um, yeah, uh, very necessary. Yeah, but I always say, but I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. Also, 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 congrats, congrats on finally winning. Two nothing. Good job. A, a Good point job. behind Man United. And Modric scored. Point behind Man United. Derby win. Game, game, <laughs> six pointer. Big six pointer. Yusuf, hit us with a prime for prime. Alright, for Prime for Prime today, we are going to look at like a few players who had their day. Some are still in the league and some are out of the league. But they had their day compared to like new talents that are also beginning to rise or like, you know, are in their ascending phase. So first... But prime it's their prime, prime, no? It's their prime still. Yeah, it's their prime. So if they Both in their prime. Like, so we'll compare Haaland's last season to probably, okay, Haaland versus Lewandowski. Prime for prime. Lewandowski. Okay. Haaland's best season versus Lewandowski's best season. COVID Le- Lewandowski is better. I've I gone first? Yeah. She, I'm going to go with my recency bias has me saying uh, Erling Haaland. Not going to lie, I think he's going to win the Ballon d'Or this year, won the treble, break the Premier League goal-scoring record. I'm going, I'm going with Haaland. Joseph, who you got? I said it already. It's the COVID uh, Lewandowski who scored 42 goals in 29 games in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I'm going with that. I love Haaland. Though. Bridge, who you got? Prime for prime. Haaland, Lewandowski. Uh, I think Lewandowski. Mike's a little how's it gone. Bridge, Mike's a little how's it gone. Oh, oh how's, how's it? No, sorry, my, my apologies, guys. Is it, um, no, so you, no your, uh, your mic's a bit crackly. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, give me one second then. My no worries, no worries. Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, your turn. <laughs> your turn. I'm, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I kind of do agree with uh, Joseph. Kobe Lewandowski was something else. But Holland's last season, man, for a guy that went in without all that doubt, it's just give me Holland. It was better. Okay. Stone, who you got? Prime for prime, Harlan Lewandowski. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lewandowski, hundred percent. Uh, and Lewandowski, top notch, hundred percent. Okay, the next player we have is Luka Modric versus KDB. Louis, prime for prime. Nah, start. You start a different one this time. backwards. Goodness me. I'll go, I'm going to go Luka Modric. I respect. Joseph, who you got? Prime for prime. Mm. Modric, KDB. This is very, very close to me. Don't violate. I I I think I'm going to have to say Modric. It's Modric. Uh That's what I thought. Yeah. Don't violate. Okay, break. 2018 Modric. Whatever 18 Modric, whatever 18 Modric, bro. Not only 28. Bridge, who you got? Can you can you, can you tell me who the other guy was? Modric, and you yeah. yeah, you might. Luka Modric, 
Prime for Prime. I have to say Modric. Modric for me. Okay. Glimpse, who you got? <laughs> I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's up, bro. That's what's up. Hands down. Hands down. Has to be Luke. Luka Modric, KDB, prime for prime. Your muses. Sorry, who versus who? Luka Modric versus KDB. Modric, please stop that insult. That's an insult. Modric. Thank you. Thank you. This was making sure. Okay, the next player. Hey, if, we it, have if it helps, Joseph, I still think it's close, bro. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh You're low. That's crazy, respect, bro. Respect, bro. Like, respect the goats, bro. Um, That's my boy. Xabi Alonso versus N'Golo Kante. Louis. Shit. Wow. I, I, love, I love that. I, I love that I get to go first every time. Um, I'm your player. <laughs> your guy, Xabi Alonso. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with N'Golo Kante, and I, and I think we should just not say our reasons. But I I gotta go ahead and say this. I always like to say, if you put if you were to swap them, like say you put Xavi Alonso in that Leicester team, are they still winning the league? If you put N'Golo Kante, I'd say no. I'd say so. Does he even start? What are you talking about? If in you what put year? In that Liverpool team, does he even start? The one that won the Prem? Are we talking about the one that won the Premier League? The, the one, one that won the, won the uh, UEFA, uh, UEFA Champions League. League. The Champions if you League? Put N'Golo Kante in that Real Madrid team, does he even start? You are forgetting what Xavi Alonso, Xavi Alonso had to do. It was Liverpool, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Schooled all of those midfielders, bro. Spanish national team. When it was Xavi, when it was Xavi and Iniesta and Busquets. Who else was that? Who else was the man? Busquets had to be on the bench for Xavi Alonso, bro. Respect, bro. Can I change my answer? Yeah, no, you said. <laughs> uh, go, Joseph, move on. I said it. I already put my foot on. I agree with you. No, I agree with Kante, and I'm not going to be apologetic about oh, it. I think it's Kante. Oh, my God. Hold on, hold on. Then we got a Chelsea fan up next. Bridge, who you got? If he says can't compare these two, in my opinion. He can't compare these two, though. That's the problem. The You're way they play We are, though. We are, though. I gave an answer for the last two, and they were both City players. So you need to give an answer now. <laughs> I can't. It's hard, man. Because I can't. It's, the thing is... If you think Xabi Alonso, just say Xabi Alonso. Then if you all get banned from City players. Uh, I'm going to say Xabi Alonso for me. It has to be Xabi Alonso. Okay, okay, I respect that, bro. I respect that. I respect that. I respect N'Golo Kate, but Xabi. I, I can't pick over Xabi for me. Facts. I respect Stone, that. Stone, who you got? Xabi Alonso, N'Golo Kante. Who and who? Prime for prime. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah you. you. Oh, a thousand percent, Xavi Alonso is an insult to mention Kante. Can't please stop it. Stop that nonsense. Stop it. It's Xavi Alonso. <laughs> Yo, okay. The next hey, Stones, we're starting with you this time, Stones. Stones, you, you gotta tell her to get off the phone. You're gonna be off in twenty. <laughs> Stone, we are starting with you. The next one, Schweinsteiger versus Bruno Fernandes. Prime for prime. Oh. 
why are you doing this? Prime for prime. It's crazy. Prime for like, prime. Like not questioning the careers, like bro. You know what he's going to answer. Stones, you know. Who was on Bruno? Who was on Bruno? Schweinsteiger. I don't know. This, I don't think. Are we, are, we, are we not going to acknowledge the fact that Stone's not having have a Tinder date on the phone? Tinder date midstream's crazy. Bridge. Bridge, all you guys. Try to say God. There's no question. There's no question. It's man. not close, man. Just move on. Listen, oh, it's, it's, it's Schweinsteiger. Tricycle does not hide when he's needed by his team. All right? That's, that's all you have to say. <laughs> okay, so the next one, Louis, we start with you. Raheem Sterling versus Coleman. Kiss Raheem Nicole. Sterling. Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. That's an easy one for me. I think Raheem okay. Sterling is very disrespected, you know. He causes the disrespect. Joseph. Swan. Let's let's um, not forget that Brian Sterling is putting up numbers basically as good as Messi and Ronaldo. It's Sterling. He was for a two-season run. He was scoring no, 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 as many no, no, no. goals. I agree with you, but the question I always ask here yeah, was: It the system that was helped, that was making the player better than what he was, or was that really just a player? No, he was the best player. Sterling at Liverpool as a young, as a young youth was. Was good, man. Look, I, I was really upset. Yeah, let's move goal. on. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. Sterling, yeah. Coleman, for me. Sterling. Oh, okay. Who are you I saying? Who? Me? Oh, he's back. Who are you saying? Sterling, Sterling, Kinsley Coleman, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Sterling, Coleman. Last call. Focus on your lady friend. Well, is it? Is it Brian? 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 No, yeah, I'm gonna ask, ask, ask the lady on the phone. Ask the lady on the phone. Prime I can't answer. I can't answer, bro. I can't answer, bro. What do you say? Stelling or who? Coleman. Coleman. Kisley Coleman. Prime for prime. Prime for prime. Ah, Yusuf, Yusuf, Yusuf. Yusuf, Yusuf, Yusuf. Who are you choosing? Let's move. Let's move. Yusuf, who are you choosing? We are start. Who me? Yeah. Raheem Sterling. Oh, I'm giving it to Sterling. I'm giving it to Sterling. Okay. Come on, I'm giving it to Sterling. Okay, so Joseph, we are starting with you. Mohamed Salah versus Vinicius Junior. Prime for prime. Salah. So that, no, ah, move on. Salah. Salah. Move on. Move on. No. No. The moderate thing should have been like this. You see the disrespect, right? No. Nah, the moderate nah. thing should have been like Salah. this. It, the disparity is too. If we're too talking tasty. peak Salah, if we're talking peak Salah versus peak Vinny, I don't think, in my eyes, I don't think Vinny's hit his peak yet. So I gotta say Salah. Yeah. Okay. Vinny may be better, but it's Salah. Salah. Vinny, if we're talking right now, Vinny might be better than Salah, no, but I don't think Vinny. Still not better. Still He's not still better. better. I still think better. it's close. Sadio Mane. If... Sorry, go on. Oh yeah. my God. It's it's Salah for me. It's Salah for me. Yeah. Okay. Sadio Mane. It's Salah. It's Salah, man. There's no doubt. 
Yeah, it's Salah, it's Salah, it's Salah. Sadio Mane versus Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi password. Prime for password. I want to say, right, you started really, you started really good, but it's it's tated off. Now that it's bad, Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane, right? Shout out to Africa. Wi-Fi password plays for Napoli. Kavisca Kravaskelia. That's Mane all late, bro. This guy only got his first goal contribution since March, only recently. Uh, let's be real, man. Okay. I have to pick. Uh, so, Victor Osimen, that this is the last one. This is the last one. You ready? I feel like this ain't going to be a good one either because he had one good season. No, like no, so. No, 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 no. So we don't know who's about to say. Just ask the question. I, I, ask I, I, the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I know. I know. Good season and compare it to whoever I mentioned. Like he good might, season. He might say Rashford. Who? Right. Okay, let's do Victor Osimhen Rashford. Osimhen. I was just. I was no, no. I want to yeah. see who he had. I want to see. Can he, he had. But you can't even compare Rashford and Osimhen because they play two different positions. Like Wait, you, no, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was making the Rashford joke. That is not a comparison. Victor yeah. Osimhen, Victor Osimhen versus David Villa. Prime for prime. Oh, David Villa. David Villa. David Villa. David Villa is prime. Villa. We've seen it. He's got more goals close. and it's been more clinical. Yeah. Villa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I have Villa. Villa who? Villa who? Villa. Osimhen. Victor Osimhen versus David Villa. Stop that nonsense. What kind of nonsense? Someone that carries spin in the World Cup. What kind of rubbish is that? What has Osimhen done? What has Osimhen done? I like this Stop one. It. I like this one. Yusuf, Victor Osman or Daniel Sturridge? Oh my days. Osman. Oh. Sturridge. Osman. Bruh. Come on. Sturridge never got Sturridge never got top 10 in Ballon d'Or. Did he get it? I don't think so. No. He, he Bro, wouldn't have. Ballon d'Or is like VAR. It's all about uh, interpretation. <laughs> no? Yeah. Yeah, but storage looked better. Uh, Yusuf, I enjoyed that. Thank you, Yusuf. If you can come back, if you can come back with one next week, we'll play that again. I want the chat to join in again next week, and also throw, throw a few, throw a few mid players in there. You know what I mean? Like a, a few, like play, like like uh, I'll, I'll let you come up with it, but you know, throw in a few players that aren't mm-hmm. like the top elite players that are like kind of you know your bang average players, and then it makes it Joe Cole more. versus Bukayo Saka. Oh, see, that's that's tasty, you know. Joe Cole's the un- underrated mm-hmm. Saka. Joe Cole is what? Joe Cole, bro? No, no, no. We're not doing that, man. Saka's prime is he's he's not reached Joe Cole's prime. Joe Cole, yeah. Joe Cole, nice. No, no, prime Joe Cole, man. He gets, he gets, you know, slept on. Calvary yeah. TV. Vinny and Rashford. Who's a better player? It's Vinny. I don't care. Vinny is yeah. a far much better winger than Rashford on the on with ability. And it's not even close. Rashford is just all hype, bro. And I have a question to ask, yeah? How many how many cup titles do they have in the States? So it's like turkeys. Messi is playing a cup final almost every so, weekend. So they have so we have the US Open Cup, which is basically all the soccer basically it's the version of the euros in america it's all the, the well it's all it's like all the club teams in the u.s compete and they have the final then we have the copa america which is the international which which is the euros for you guys which is all the international teams and then we have the mls cup which is the like the league the big league soccer 
turn or the big league football tournament final. That's the big three. Outside of that, I think the uh, the Lamar Hunt was the I think it was the U.S. Open. Uh, I gotta answer this. I'll be right back. I uh, yeah. I, he he told me before the show he's got an important call he's got to take. Uh, I I get what you're saying, Yusuf. I don't know. It does seem like there's been a lot of trophies that have suddenly popped up. that could just be that could just be because he's now there that we're. There's a light so shot. Automatically qualified to play the final. This was a bottom of the league. Yes, team. Yeah, they were bums before. So, like, how did first, they first, uh, first of all, Messi, Messi's playing all the final. Inter Miami's playing almost all the finals. Not yep. only that, they don't have relegation in the league. Okay? There's no relegation in the league. Mm-hmm. And then you have all these finals. If Messi was not available, would Inter Miami have played these finals? No. No, they've already so seen that the they lost. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering, how many cops did they have in America? No, they didn't have them, but it wasn't it. It's, no automatic, it's like any domestic cup, I think. So they're bringing up new competitions because Messi joined. Is that what you're saying? Because I don't Messi think they're new, so he could but I think they're them... doing well because Messi's there. You know what it's done? Some of them, are, I'm pretty sure, must be new. And then there's some of them where they just do, where they just qualify for at the same time. I think that's probably where it is. I wouldn't be surprised. But, like, how do they qualify? This is their first season. Like, how did they qualify? They were bums last season. Let's say, coming into this season, teams that are qualifying for, like, specific tournaments in the EPL probably did that. Okay, you qualify for the Champions League because you came top four last season, right? You qualify for this because you came this, right? So how are they playing all of these finals? We don't see them play the group stage of the finals. We don't see them play anything. All we remember, see is... For us, it's, but for us, it's 3 a.m. You remember? For me, it's 3 a.m., 2 a.m. when these guys are playing. So no, we don't even know what they're playing. Timing, bro. Hey, you don't see you them see. play any cup tournaments until it's a final. And it's messy in the final. Yusuf, Osasuna and Albacete, they don't have to qualify for the Copa del Rey. Like Preston and Crew Alexandria, they don't have to qualify but for the this is, league To see cup. them play the Copa del Rey from the beginning until they get to the final. Have you seen Inter Miami playing this particular cup that they played the final? Have you no, seen them I play don't the watch group stage US that football. tournament? You I'm understand, watch- understand yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not but like no one's watching US football. Problem. I want to understand it. So if there's an understanding, let me understand it. The way the league works is different from Europe, right? So I'm asking mm-hmm. you, are they creating trophies? Because the no. man has played already played two, right? Or three. He's no. won one, lost one. What are no, those a, cups? There's a guy from my area who has gone to play in the MLS. They're not new cups, but the MLS has been starting a lot of things in the last decade. So, like, you know, they are forming trophies for Omi to win and... Like, not know. for Messi, but just for the promotion oh, of the league. For Messi, bro. It's it's Messi, they didn't know Messi was joining until less than a year ago. It's Inter Miami playing all of the time. And I have a question to ask. I saw a TikTok, right? And the guy had like a very interesting comment to make, right? He was asked, mm-hmm. who is one of the most like underrated player in world football? A player that was so good, but his name is not being mentioned. And the guy's answer was so brilliant. He was like, every Spanish midfielder not named Xavi or Iniesta. And That's I thought amazing. about it. It's so very true. 
that crop of Spanish midfielders were exceptional. We just spoke about Xavi Alonso. Even Busquets was lost in the limelight because Xavi and Iniesta was just so incredible. The likes of what? Um, David Silva. Sorry about that. Uh, what were we talking about? So I can just what understand. Been, uh, brilliant. We've moved on to Spanish midfielders. But uh, David, David Silva had to either uh, cope with playing another position or cope with coming from the bench because of Xavi and Iniesta. So his, his statement was very valid. Any Spanish midfielder not named Xavi or Iniesta are one of the most underrated players in history. I wanted to ask you guys, to you personally, who is like one or two of the most underrated players you feel like you love so much and so was so good by his not being mentioned? So, oh, Roberto Baggio. Roberto Baggio. Okay. Uh, if 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 Roberto Baggio had gotten that penalty, I mean they might not not have won that World Cup, but obviously yeah. it would have gone differently. And then secondly, uh, we talk about the thing that uh, that Messi does. Uh, so Messi fans talk about the fact that he walks on the pitch and then he just activates and then starts running, and then he has seen he has read the defense and all of that. Roberto Baggio actually used to do a kind of that. He was actually. If you, if you, a lot of people prefer Del Piero right now, but if you talk about footballing ability and how they play the midfield and all of that, I'll take Roberto Baggio over Del Piero any day, anytime. Because whatever Del Piero could do, Baggio could do it. But what Baggio could do, Del Piero could not do it. So, um, me personally, I just feel like people don't talk about uh, Roberto Baggio as much. Okay. Who you got, Glimpse? Uh, are we? Is this just? Is this Spanish or is this just overall? No, just you. Just anyone. You. The most underrated. Anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm thinking like underrated, uh, for me, I this is tough because there's a lot. That I want to say, is it me? Is he cutting um, out? Is this? No, no, I hear the cutting out as well. Yeah, he's cutting out. Yeah, Joseph, who you can got? Hear me? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. You seem so, to be cutting off. I want to mention a Man City player because I'm biased. I'm going to say Fernandinho. For me personally, in our 100-point season, you're not going to agree with me, but I think he was our most valuable player. Because to get 100 points, you have to be rock-solid throughout all of those games. Who was the lone DM keeping us, oh, I'd say, more rock-solid than Rodri keeps oh, us, at oh, least defensively? Oh. <laughs> Rock solid pause. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, people like today will appreciate, oh, Rodri does so much for us in the sixth role, but they never did it to Fernandinho. Oh, my man said rock solid, bro. <laughs> pause. <laughs> Yusuf, why, why, why did you pause there? I want to, I want to be educated. He said rock Why did you pause there, though? Three times. He said, "You have to be rock solid." Can y'all hear me now? Is that better? <laughs> yeah, that's better. Let's fast forward. Let's fast forward. Hold up, really quick. I, I got one quick. I'll make this quick. I think for me, it's underrated. I think he's underrated, and I it's. I think a lot of people disrespect him. I think Salah is underrated by a lot of people because they, when you're talking about a player who's like. I think he's one of the best players in the Premier League because he has had seasons where he has not had a season where he has scored, I think, what was it, under 20 goals, and he's getting you at least 19 goals a game. 
if he had won, if we hadn't won those three champion two, if he had two more Champions Leagues, I don't think this conversation, this would be a different conversation. I think people underrate Salah because he wasn't able to win the titles that, at the time where we were fighting neck and neck with Manchester City. But I believe that Mohamed Salah is extremely underrated. At least that's in my eyes. But y'all can say it how that is. Louis, who you got? Man, a bunch of a bunch of players jumped to mind, and just because just because we're a bit short on time, I'm just gonna go with Yaya Torre. I, I think I think I think uh, I think Yaya Torre in today's market, the fact that he can play centre back, the way that he dominates in midfield, the price tag on him in today's market would be absolutely scary. Yaya uh, made Manchester Yaya. City. Man. Uh, Yaya, a lot of people think Yaya. Like obviously, mm-hmm. everyone rates Yaya Torre. Mm-hmm. Like, not enough, you know what I mean? Not, not yeah. I'd say there's 120 million, then Yaya's at least 220 <laughs> yeah. million. Yeah. For, um, me, for me, one of the most underrated, I have like two players. One is Michael Asian. For how much you guys praise N'Golo Kante, Asian was a better version of N'Golo Kante. And I'll die on this hill. Mm. I agree. ACN mm-hmm. was a better version of Ngolo Kante. And I'll die on this hill. You understand? ACN made Frank Lampard's career. And I'll die on this hill. And anybody who knows Chelsea from that era would realize how relaxed Lampard was because he had that person behind him. Michael ACN is one of the most underrated players in history. And once you delve into football, and rewatch him for Ghana Black Stars, him for Chelsea, what he did, even going to Real Madrid on that loan, one season loan, playing out of position, how he was able to like handle himself in the El Clasicos. It just goes a long way to show like his brilliance as a player. Mm-hmm. And the other player I would mention and I would constantly mention is Gutierrez. Guti. Guti. Is a top five passer of the ball in world football to me. One of the most creative passes of the ball I've ever seen. Guti, maybe top three, maybe top three. Yeah, maybe his vision, his pass style, pizzazz style, everything he has, and just the heart he used to play uh, um, the Real Madrid team. He would have started in a lot of teams, but he decided to come off of the bench. Just because of the love for Real Madrid. Those are like one of the two players. With Michael Asian, I'm dying on that hill any day, bro. Any Michael Asian is one of the best defensive midfielders the world has ever seen. And I feel like his name is not being mentioned as much. For the praise Kante is getting, trust me, his name is not being mentioned as much. Um, I'm sorry to have to do this. Uh, I do. I, I got to shoot to work. The time, Australia has just moved forward an hour in time. So uh, the the start time's different. I think maybe it will change back once America goes goes back in time or forward in time, whatever it may be. Please, yeah. everyone that's on this panel, everyone that's still in the chat, go comment your Champions League predictions down below. And if you have like a if you have like a business, like a little online business, or you've got a YouTube channel that you want to shout it out, go make the best predictions down below, and we'll shout it out next show. I appreciate everyone in here. Yusuf, love the segments. We'll run them again next week. Uh, Joseph, uh, Grantham, Stones, 
Thank you very much for joining. Everyone, go make sure you go on to Stone Avenue's TikTok. Uh, he's got a sale on for running ads right now. Uh, we need the money. We need the money. We need the money. Go go make sure you follow uh, Yusuf's OnlyFans. Please sub up to my YouTube and please.